0: I say, I am Emperor! Woohoo! Three, four! Three, four! listening to Emperor Highlander the Highlander and Emperor's sport It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the are going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Hail to the king, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Amber's Court here on Verse the World Productions, com. and I just forgot my cool intro that I normally do, I have failed, usually I do the, the uh, actually I've got that, uh, hang on, alright, that, there, I had to put that out because you actually didn't hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, from the shores of Lake Erie to the Banks of the Chicago River, this is the Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by a guest this evening because Highlander has having car trouble, so I, he is not going to be here this evening. However, I am not flying solo, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined in studio by an old hand here at the Emperor's Court, going from way back in the Warcraft three days, Baron Von Gosu. Baron, Hello. how are you? Um, wondering if I'm actually going to get paid for this. No. Damn. I don't get paid for it. It's like the old thing we used to do. We get paid in sandwiches, actually. That's all we ever actually get. Octale uh. being the cheap bastard that he is, actually doesn't pay us, which is, you know, pretty crappy, I thought. Who I believe he's actually in uh, IRC tonight, which is very odd. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's been two weeks since we've been together. I had a bit of a PC problem last week. It has been corrected. It's working, obviously. We're on the air. Um, having said that, a couple things we need to get to. Um we have a we have a a pretty big backlog of stories that we need to clear out. Baron, you're just gonna have to go with the flow here. I we're talking off the air briefly as to how things are gonna work and how you know we go over certain topics and of course IRC gets in the conversation. So Yeah, he said uh he says something and I just agree and then we keep going. Yes. Because, you know, mm-hmm. being that Highlander's the liberal douchebag here that usually, you know, uh you know goes against me and kind of my my foil is not here this evening i would say you should do that but well i can pretend to be a liberal i just have to pretend to hate everything and you know think that i'm actually right when i have absolutely no evidence or way of backing it up there we go so Fred fret saying wasn't the emperor's court supposed to start now well correct me if i'm wrong but i believe we're on the air and i think this is the emperor's court blow it out your ass there you go. All right, here's how you can get in contact. Uh, you didn't get to see. I, I have this turned off because when I have this on, there's a terrible echo. So, it's all right. Uh, anyway, so here's how you can get in contact with the show. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. All right, so we've got a bunch of topics tonight. We do have the mailbag to get to 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 clear it out. Uh, more than likely, this is not going to go the full three hours, ladies and gentlemen, simply because, well, as it turns out, Baron and I have some wedding stuff to do not together but well kind of together but we're not in west virginia no uh, week no that would be san francisco actually oh my bad um but uh speaking of which the wedding three weeks away baron i don't know that i'm really i don't think it's actually set in with me yet that in three weeks time mr gmail and i are finally gonna get married after 10 years of being together yeah, it took long enough. Yes, it did. Well, you know, it took a while to get the job that had the money. Because of your delay in making a decision here, that I'm actually out $10. Because we, we made bets years ago. What? About, well, we just made bets years ago about when she's finally going to wise up and leave you. And now you're getting married. So up until uh, she says I do, and I'm still on the clock. Well, uh, wow. That's the kind of support I expect from my family. Thank you, jackass. Having said that... Money, money, money. uh, Speaking of money and jobs, uh, congratulations to Mystic Pim. She got a job offer today from the company she's actually been pursuing for a little while. She uh, had her final interview today. They offered it to her on the spot. Congratulations, dear. Way to go. You're still not making as much as I am, but hey, keep trying. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to be a liberal tonight. Uh, Yes. Money is bad. We should all hug trees. Um, Everything should be free. And uh, you're a fascist pig. Did I get that right? Close enough. Okay. The thing it is, we actually try to avoid politics more and uh, you know more often than not. The problem is, it always seems to kind of seep its way into it. So, not really sure how that works, but it always does. I don't know where our IRC rep is. None <coughs> left. Our aus- our Australian uh, IRC rep, he is not here. He is AWOL. So, I know we have a lot of Aussie listeners. If you happen to see him out in the bush doing whatever it is he does, with the kangaroos and wallabies, please shoot him. Why? Why is everybody ditching out on you all of a sudden? I feel like they I know something know. that I that I should know. I roped you into it. He's not on WoW. Well, I would hope not. So. While we're all, Little Rex says, while we're all hugging, why don't we add more vegan, I think, veggian? I think it meant vegan recipes to World of Warcraft. We're not going over that story again. We actually went over a story, uh, Baron, some months ago about a woman who, on her blog, was filing a petition against Blizzard because there was not enough vegan recipes in the game for the skill, cooking. Because your character can look <laughs> – y- yes, I know. He can learn cooking I, as a skill. Man, and I, I live in a world I don't understand. <laughs> I, I know. I, and uh, I will uh, echo Trevisano's opinions and say the exact same thing. I sometimes do not understand the world that I live in. So. Oh, my god. Excellent Highlander impersonation. See, there you go. Fritz is already on board with you, Baron. Good Ooh. job. But uh, I assure everybody tonight that uh, Baron is not drunk. Yeah, that <laughs> – I've been to AA since. Yes. uh, So that's out of the way. There won't be any... I would assume there won't be a whole lot of uh, impressions. Well, it was kind of interesting the last time I went to AA, because we all went out to a bar afterwards, In well, you're not really supposed to do that after AA. Okay, well, there's Highlander, who's actually joined IRC. I'm guessing he's going to do it from home, so... He'll be no doubt chipping in with his, you know, inane, whatever the hell it is, it, brilliance and advice and wise. I got you covered. I have a plant sitting right here next to me in studio, and every so often I'm you know, like turning around and, you know, cuddling it. it and petting it <laughs> and letting it know that I'm not going to cut it down for paper. <laughs> We have a bunch of topics to get to tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're probably going to, to only go to about half the time. We're going to go to about two We're going to go till about 7 30 this evening. Normally go till nine, but without Highlander here, and we only have uh well we have a backlog of topics, but Baron uh, and has for- a life. <clears throat> yes, Sorry. well. I do too, just not on Friday nights, unfortunately. Uh having said that, let's go. Our first topic tonight is World of Warcraft shown streaming on iPad. Apparently, somebody has figured out how to put the World of Warcraft on the iPad. I don't know why anybody would want to do that, but apparently you can. Uh, it, it, this is an article coming from, uh, it's actually from Australia's GameSpot.com, au.gamespot.com, and it goes on to say that uh, you can actually put the World of Warcraft on your iPad. Now, I do remember this, Baron, some time ago, that somebody figured out how to put the uh, World of Warcraft on the Wii. You can actually put it the remote. Really? Yes, it wasn't actually very effective, and it wasn't very efficient, but you could do it. Um, anyways, I guess it was just kind of the challenge of it. You just had to do it just to say you did. I guess, and he got Play it on there, and an he could, iPad. you can kind of move his character, and that was about it. Anyways, uh, he goes on to say that... Uh, it's like someone who takes a Ford Focus and tricks it out with all the you know nicest stuff, taking basically like a cheapy $10,000 car and... Putting like $40,000 of cool stuff into it. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's funny that you did it, but wow, what a waste. Okay, if it's a pig and you put lipstick on it, it's still Pam Anderson, so, mm-hmm. you know... You can throw whatever kind of money you want into it. It still sucks. But and essentially, this is what we got here. Anyways, <laughs> this, guy, this is a developer, Dave Perry. His personal website said that he showed off his server based computing service uh, could use Apple's tablet to stream the World of Warcraft. The plans was popular, description based MMO, blah, 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 blah. Perry jokes, soon I'll be able to play Wow with my cornflakes why the hell okay this is one of those things like you just said probably where the guy did it just to do it i cannot fathom for the life of me well, this would this be an effective way to play world of warcraft touching your damn ipad well what how, how do you even control your character and get to everything? i don't know i would assume you drag it with your finger your hands will get extremely tired very quickly i would think well think about the average gamer i mean most times they're used to their wrists getting that kind of action i don't think a tired hand is probably going to be the issue the issue is it's just not economical of what you can do here it is, yeah, Mac, okay, there's another one that, uh, actually, Highlander's here, so since I guess he's going to do kind of the bitch duty, since none left is not here tonight. I was going to make uh, Mechahawk do it. But here's one, uh, this is on Mashable.com, it goes on and makes, it basically say the same thing, and it goes on to show that you can now get World of Warcraft on your iPad. Well, you know what, I guess it makes sense, and you can't do anything else with the iPad, and it really doesn't have any kind of, oh, I don't know, That's functionality to it. That's not true. What? You can do a, and there's... And don't forget when... That, and, uh... Uh, exactly my point but hey hey you know what LeBron James had one of those he was playing it in the locker room the other day before game 5 when he tanked it in maybe he was pissed because he logged into his account on World of Warcraft and he had to put it on pause to go out and play a game and he was probably pissed because he's sitting there wondering you know what is my mob doing I need to get there and join him that you know that was kind of sucked. they have to choose between playing in the NBA playoffs or going for raid night with the rest of your guild exactly we're going to get this game over with. come on come on well, think about it. Every single pundit said that he, he was sitting there looking at like he didn't want to be there, like there was something else he had to do. What else is there when they just showed him with an iPad not a half hour before the game started? But Highlander is chipping in saying, I would not think a touchscreen is the best way to play. Wow. And I agree. I mean, you really couldn't be effective in much. The other thing, too, is apparently the iPad is not uh, multitask friendly, at least not yet. The new one coming out might be. Really? <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not allowed to touch your iPad. What are you supposed to do, shake it like a... Like one of those etch sketches Octale says he's trying to get his Knicks wallpaper on it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, for anybody who doesn't know, LeBron James is a—it's uh, a—he's a professional basketball player here in Cleveland, actually from the Akron Cleveland, area. Cleveland, Cleveland. Chances are uh, <laughs> he's out like a fetus and off like a prom dress. Yeah, he's not going to be around here anymore. Is LeBron's <laughs> account called the Prince Choke Artist? Uh, I no, I think it's believe a n- <laughs> no show no see me. I think that's one of his <laughs> accounts. Okay, this is just another stupid thing where somebody trying to find the functionality of the iPad to play. I mean, it's just streaming. Basically, what we're looking at here is just it's looking at the opening for the Wrath of the Lich King, the expansion. It's basically just the opening animation, essentially. You see, here's another thing about the times changing and me just not understanding the world. Back in the day when, you know, Internet was just getting popular and everybody had it, it was always used for porn. Porn, porn, porn. This guy isn't sitting here looking at the greatest of porn. He puts no. World of Warcraft on there. You know, that's a good point. What a, what, a, what? sad times we live in. <laughs> of all the things you could do with the iPad, the first thing this guy... Is that really... That's a sad commentary. The first think, thing you go to is World it. of Warcraft. Think about it. Uh, what was that show? Scrubs. When he's sitting there, he goes, if they got rid of every single, you know, every single website... You know, that, that had porn related material. All they would do is they have a big petition that would be all over the internet that would say, bring back the porn. That's all anybody really cares about. It's kind of sad, though. I, you know what? I mean, to consider, I did not play the porn card in my head. did even consider that. Like, you know Certainly what? That's right. Wild. Curse of Bacon. I, I still, to this bacon. day, I am still always entertained by the various names you people have when you come into IRC or when you message me and. Steam or when you messaged me on StarCraft 2. By the way, Baron, you having worked at a gaming company that now gives out these beta keys, have you partaken in the StarCraft 2 beta yet? Yes, I have. And what do you think? I think it's almost the, exactly the same game, which is a good thing, because why why mess around and retool something that worked the first time? Because after 15 years, being made to wait 15 years, I want it something a little different, maybe something a little added to it. Well, at their defense, though, how many people can still log on to Battle.net of the original StarCraft and still play games? uh hundreds of thousands. Well there you go. Why mess with a working with a working system? All they have to do is tweak the tweak the graphics a little bit, which they did, add, add a couple new characters, which they did, and they basically are they basically already have a winning formula. Why why change it? Oh, look uh-huh. at our kangaroo humping IRC rep is now here. left has finally decided to wake up. It's about 8:20 in the morning his time. Nunleth has finally arrived here. Our well, I wouldn't say reliable Good. IRC rep. Foster is Australian for not water. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want that on record that you can send your hate mail to baronvongosu at gmail. All right, so no left has now joined us in our uh, chat program here in my headphones back here to do the bitch duty that Highlander had to do. But, um, you know, a couple of us were debating this in uh, Ventrilla the day. We were playing... Uh, we've been playing a lot of Napoleon Total War. We've actually counted that. We played... I've, well, I went and counted. We have now played a combined total of 107 2-on-2 and 3-on-3 games on Steam and have not lost a one. Not a one! <gasps> Sorry, I just felt like I had to do something there. Wow, thanks. <laughs> That's a sad commentary on the type of skill that we're facing here on Steam. But more importantly... We were talking about it the other day, uh, Arthur, myself, Meghawk, and Desperado, um, as to whether or not we were actually going to go out and buy StarCraft 2. You know, it was, for years, months, and even weeks ago, it was just assumed that as soon as the game dropped, we would be out to get it, that there would be no question of us getting it. Now, we're actually stopping the thing and saying, do we really want to sink the 60 bucks into buying this game? Is it really that much different? Is it really something that entertaining? that competitor that we really want to get into this because it just seems like it's the same old same old every single game well think about it how many games are pretty much the same old same old every single thing i have world of warcraft and i I know a lot of you guys are fans of that but i look at the differences between like maybe diablo 2 for instance or EverQuest, or whatever it is it's like a lot of them play almost exactly the same the only difference is sometimes you get different classes sometimes you get different abilities but nothing really changes about what you do the difference is how well how well can you repeat a formula that's already working, and what can you add to make it even semi different? Doesn't make it a bad game. Well, look at the difference here. I mean, between Warcraft two and Warcraft three, world of difference. Yeah, Warcraft two was of, fun. Uh, you know, and I would submit Warcraft three was fun. I mean, I've, Lord knows I've logged okay. enough games and time in it. But at the same time, look at the only thing that they the only thing they changed really between two and three was they added the hero class which your army couldn't do anything without A whole without new that. game engine, having to fight you know, uh, various monsters throughout the map, items that you can now use. Whether... It's still virtually the same gameplay. Nothing has changed about the game. In fact, let's look at Final Fantasy, for instance. Okay. For, for years, they've been taking the Final Fantasy games, and they've been trying to tweak it and make it, quote-unquote, better, which a lot of us older fans can argue you know, argue that one back and forth that were blue in the face. But they are basically <clears throat> they are basically changing the game constantly. And as a guy who works for you know game companies, I've seen a drastic decline in people that buy the Final Fantasy games in fact, because they are <clears throat> such a drastic change. If, I mean, if you compare like Final Fantasy one through six, they were all when you get right down to it. It's Virtually the same thing, well, with a few small differences. Well, that's my argument with Warcraft, with the okay. Warcraft series and the Starcraft series. There might be little changes here and there, but virtually, when you get right down to it, it's the same exact game. Then explain to me the difference between, say, Final Fantasy VI and VII. World of difference. One was, hum- I mean, they're both successful. But they still play One the same was way. genre changing. They still played the same way. Not necessarily. The only only reason... Final Fantasy VII, the only reason... And keep in mind, I'm a fan of this game. The only reason that that game was so revolutionary was because everybody was blown away by the graphics. Most people that bought the game initially had no idea that it played as an RPG. They thought it was some kind of weird action game. I'm waiting for anything more than... That's that's my point. It's virtually still the same game. They just took the graphics and they made it a little bit better. See, I would... our guest has come in. I'm not a guest. What's going on, Pink? You're not a guest. What are you then? Why do I have those in your mouth? What do I, why do I have what in my mouth? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, are, uh, have, we have a guest over here. Uh, we'll go by the name of Pink for now. What's the microphone This is called a microphone, Pink. We're actually doing a radio show. I see there's the crown princess. You might you guys might want to go play. Yeah. I feel like no mice now. Well, I was looking for Uncle Scott for a play. Oh, okay. Well, he's up here. He's uh, in the middle of a show actually, but I tell you what, as soon as we're done, I'll send him downstairs to play. How about that? I, I promise. You need a waiting room. <laughs> I guess. Need a lock in the studio door. I'll be down soon, guys. <laughs> I feel like no mice. <laughs> see highlanders come here and everything falls apart <laughs> see this this is why you need those daycares to stay open later than five o'clock <laughs> yeah pink is about four years old so uh <clears throat> she's very oh that was cute yeah, she she's very cute my point was, in Final Fantasy VII, you had full motion video. You've got uh, you know a much, uh, again, okay, a very in-depth again, revolution. But again, take those changes and just look at the core of the game. The core of the game and how it was made, it is almost the exact same as Final Fantasy VI. How so? This game engine was for, the fighting engine was basically the same. The idea was oh, the same. What? There's always the idea. Well, so the fighting engine was anything like it. The storyline was even similar. You always have this big evil empire that you're gonna Okay, the storyline is always similar. Even Final well, Fantasy XIII, the storyline is similar. Well, there you go. But you just said, oh, never mind. Okay, my argument, Look, on. my argument is not that they're bad games. I'm not arguing that. In fact, Final Fantasy VI is, is probably my favorite of the series. I'm just saying when you have a working formula and there are parts and pieces that people like and enjoy, don't mess with it. Why change it when you don't have to if people already like the original product? The problem with StarCraft II is there is <clears throat> nothing different between that and StarCraft One. All it is is on the Warcraft 3 engine. And the same cheese strats that were working then are working now. And it's very aggravating because you try to get a little bit of... Uh, something new, something exciting and creative and different, you know, to kind of put it all together. And it, it, it just, to me, it's just too much run-of-the-mill. I've had the had the beta was released, and they had another big patch that just went through, for those who don't know. They shrunk down the size of the Thor. You know, they changed around some of the balance changes. They, you know, I didn't know if it had material. No, they had Asperis. The same thing. It was a crystal you could use. Oh, was it, it Asperis? Yeah. Yeah, it was Asperis. Okay, so... I understand where you're coming from in the argument. I don't necessarily agree that there's a big. I don't necessarily agree that there's a lot of. Uh, most of it was the similar between the two. I think one was, uh, you know, pretty much run in the middle for the genre. I think one was genre changing. and StarCraft Two. I guess what I was looking for was RTS changing. I was waiting for, after 15 years and the flood of money. That Blizzard had in the amount of talent at their at their control, I was expecting, I guess, something more revolutionary, and I just didn't. But get why? It. If you look at the other wizard, the other Blizzard titles, what was it? Was it World of Warcraft where they were changing around the storyline? Yes, I think with the Blood Elves, and they yes. came out and admitted that they blew yes. it. I mean, why, do, why? does anybody expect them to be even semi competent? It's obvious they're gravy trainers that are looking to make a buck, and which obviously again, it's worth. They still got 11 again, million people again. playing the game. But that's my thing. It's 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 not necessarily a bad thing if they do it well. And StarCraft Two, even though it is virtually the same thing as StarCraft One, is still still an enjoyable game that still is worthy of playing and this is where our argument starts to uh, coalesce and here's why almost unanimously the four of us agreed that as a single player game which is something you really don't hear about a great deal these days starcraft 2 will be a very entertaining game it might be worth the price of admission to play the single player game to continue on the story from the first installment right. however From the multiplayer standpoint, which you have to admit, most games these days are designed to market around the multiplayer format. As a multiplayer game, I don't know that it's going to be engaging enough for the average and below average player. And I know that they break it up depending on ladder and they have the gold and the silver and the copper and everything else. I understand that. But when you get right down to it, this game has been designed for the professional gamer in mind. This is not a game designed for the average person. And I think that is where they're going wrong in World of Warcraft one of the things that they did that brought in so many people is they made it extremely casual friendly and to the point where i you know it's a running joke where you can face roll your face on the keyboard to get you through you know all of World of Warcraft starcraft II doesn't it has a very steep learning curve i believe that's my personal opinion you're going to get steamrolled very quickly and and this was very easily seen by people who just bought who picked up the beta they got in there and they got steamrolled but after a week they catch on like, oh, wait a minute! I don't have to experiment with all these new units because the same crap I was doing 15 years ago is working now. Make a boatload of zirulins, go after them. Make some roaches, go after them. Now, I mean, roaches not being in the first installment, they just changed. They just upped their food supply. I mean, they've been tinkering with it, and you expect the balance changes. But again, for a game company that has revolutionized RTSs, has revolutionized the click and play RPGs, and has revolutionized MMO market forever. I guess I expect him to take the next step. Whatever that one may be, and I don't necessarily know, being that I'm not a game designer. And I, I just, when I play StarCraft II, I just don't see the difference between them. I don't know that I can justify playing 60, paying 60 bucks for a virtually a prettier version of the game I've already had. Well, see, when you get into justify a payment, here's here's the part that I am a little iffy on. And I don't know if they've changed this, because I'm just going basically on a rumor that I heard. But aren't they splitting up into three sets? Yes. You see that that's where I have the problem. Yeah, that's why, that's something we've mentioned before For yeah. me I'm one of those I don't play a lot of games online mostly because I don't see the point to buying software and then having to pay monthly to pay it because I don't have the time to be one of those elite gamers to put in the time to really make it worthwhile. So I, that's why I like playing the games where you can play online for free. For me though And you can do that with StarCraft. Right. But Go for on. me the other thing is is when I buy a game, I don't want to have to worry about oh god, now I got to shell out 30 40 bucks to buy the next part for basically the same exact game just switching storyline if I play single player. Because multiplayer, can of Man is going to change that much between the different sets. Uh, from my understanding, the different installments are only going to be to further the storyline mode, I believe. I don't think they're going to be... I don't think this would be a true expansion. We're actually putting in new uh, units. I don't think. Highlander says, I don't see what the next step would be since we're agreed SC1 is damn near perfect. Uh, I'm, my it argument, gets boring my, when you start playing the same game my argument, over and over and over and over again. My, my argument isn't that it's perfect. My argument is that it's fun, and everybody likes it, and everybody still plays it. Regardless of whether or not it's a balanced game, regardless of whether or not it's a revolutionary game, if people are still willing to play it because it's fun, then they're still going to make money, and they're still going to gravy train that. And when that idea doesn't work anymore and it doesn't sell, that's when you're going to see them come out and start revolutionizing, coming up with, with a new system. And does that mean we should expect Diablo 3 to be exactly like Diablo 1 and 2? I I will say pretty much, pretty much the, uh, Shut up. It's, it virtually will probably play like the same game. The only difference is you're going to have updated graphics, you're going to have new classes and new levels. But the idea and the principle behind it is going to be the exact same. Is that going to make it a bad game? No. Is it going to make it a game that's not worth playing? Maybe not. I don't know because I haven't played it yet. Well, this is all speculation. I just i well, to ask you since you were holding the line here as far as if it works, don't fix it. If it's a popular franchise, keep it going. I'm giving you their perspective. Why change it if they're still making money out of it and people are still having because fun. people will get bored if if they're dropping sixty bucks for a game that they got bored with years ago. gotta remember, you can say it's a damn near perfect game, but you know what? There may be you know tens of thousands or hundred thousand people are playing you know StarCraft One today. There were millions playing it four, five, six, ten years ago, and that where it comes down to is my point. Is but how many games still have millions and millions of and how people many playing like so that's many another many years thing too later. is. Quite a few. I've been playing XCOM UFO U F O Defense that came out in ninety three. But you're not millions, millions of people. You're one of those hundreds of thousands that you were talking about.
1: No and that's game. My point. No game has
0: that kind of. If you power want, and you know point. what, it's one thing too is we're also forgetting a newer market here. You got to remember when you and I got StarCraft one. We were in what high school and college respectively. Oh god, I even think I yeah it was yeah. Probably, it's about, uh, what year did it come out? It was about fifteen years ago, didn't? Um, uh, none left. Find out when StarCraft came out. For 97, 98, maybe. Oh, was it earlier than that? It's somewhere around uh, okay, okay, it see Someone's got to know when it came out. As far as when StarCraft 1 came out. all right, we'll, we'll wait for that to find out. To, uh, 94? 90, 98 1998. All right. So, yeah, I was in college. You were in high school. Yep. So, you got to remember, and that's kind of my point is, there's a whole new generation of gamers out there. There's a lot more people playing video games now than there were then. And a lot of people don't know about StarCraft. People that are in high school and college now, people who are a little younger now, people who graduated college recently, people who never got into the original StarCraft scene, who either had Warcraft 3 to go off on or nothing at all. Well, see, here's where I'd argue with you, because again, coming from a guy who works in a game store, most most of the reserves and people that we get coming in asking for the beta are high school and college age. They are the young crowd. Are they the, have they played StarCraft 1 or, yeah. is, or is it going on referral? No, most of them have played StarCraft 1. They come in specifically asking to get StarCraft 2. Usually when you hear a game on referral, most people are not going to plunk down the money just to try it out unless they're getting something that they can return later if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. This is, you're buying a brand new copy that if it sucks, you're stuck with it. Unless you can pawn it off on eBay for somebody. And that's based on just your store. I would be hard-pressed to say, oh, you know That's based on most people in in that in my store's experience because we talk about that stuff constantly because we have to because we're a sales-based store. Boo, capitalism. (laughs) There's (laughs) our haltero very good. More than 11 million copies sold worldwide as of February 2009. Think about that. 11 million copies sold from 1998 to 2009. It took them 11 Mm -hmm. years to sell 11 million copies. World of Warcraft has been out for what? Four years? Five years? Five years. Sold 11 million copies. How many copies did Call of Duty sell? Oh, my God. I think we had like five, six hundred reserves in our store alone. My point is tens of millions, 30 million, 20, 30, 40 million. Well, see, here's where you're getting into an interesting thing with Call of Duty. Recently, there have been a lot of problems with how they run the online game. There's been glitches. Right. Everybody knows hacking. about the Infinity Ward issues. Right. And right. Yeah. This, and yeah. we're getting and, and this is this is across the board in our entire district. We are getting people that are, we're getting four or five Call of Duty's returned a week. People trading them in to get something different. Usually it's Battlefield Bad Company, Two. That's the newest mm-hmm. big one. hmm. And it's not because people don't enjoy the game, but because the online is so buggy. I think what... Call of Duty, I think, ran into the problem that they got too big too fast, and they weren't ready to accommodate that. Because we'll have people that will trade in uh, Modern Warfare 2 to pick up World at War, and they'll take World at War home, and they'll play that one for, forever. Right. Uh, you know what? And there's something... Manly Stuff says it's one million copies a year. Well, that's the average. However, my... I would submit to you that if you looked at the breakdown, and I don't know that it's possible, all that information is on the internet. If you looked at the breakdown of copies sold for StarCraft... I'm guessing they didn't sell about a million copies a year. My guess is the majority of copies sold in the first three or four years of StarCraft, and then a couple hundred thousand here and there, trickling here and there uh, as years go on. And a lot of those were people like me who lost their original StarCraft, much like you did as well, Baron, and had to go out and buy another one to replace it. As of the November 27, total sales of Call of Duty surpassed 55 million units sold worldwide. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Either. And Halo Reach is coming out. That is not getting as, that that one's not as, we're not getting as much excitement for that one and we're mostly an Xbox store. We're, okay, I, we are. About, I think legal tender would would you know? Well, fight you saying, out in the backyard right now. I'm saying. That. I'm saying just from from the perspective of the people coming in, we are. We do seventy percent of our business is in Xbox stuff, right? And there's very little interest right now in Halo. Now, maybe that'll change as we get closer to release when it comes out, like August, yeah, August or September. Yeah, the beta's going on right now. That'll probably change as we get closer to when it gets released. But for now, unlike Call of Duty, Halo is not Halo not doing as popular as far as the new one. My, but but. Call of Duty had the benefit of being on multiple systems, whereas Halo is solely an Xbox title. Okay, my point being is this. Um, when you have a game like StarCraft coming out, to have 8, 9, 10 million copies sold these days, to me, isn't going to be as big a hit as it once was. If you had 11 million copies, you know, 2, three, five, 10 years ago, you were a phenomenally huge game. Nowadays, you're a blip on the radar, if that. Okay, well, Final Fantasy thirteen sold, I think, I think they said between five and 800,000 copies. That's it. That's all Final Fantasy Thirteen. That's so, it. Okay. And you've read the same reviews I've read. We've talked about this, and Highlander's given a pretty good rundown of this. And there are very few positives that any one of us have found. So oh, don't you think that's kind of trickle down? Which one? The Final Fantasy? Yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Well, I, there, there are fans. See, here's the big thing I've noticed about that one. Okay. People that like that game are people that started playing Final Fantasy either Recently. at 7 yeah. or after. At people, 10. It's right. the 10 crowd. The or, or 10. Anything Anybody who played the games before that absolutely despises one, with the exception of one person. There's only one person they met that actually likes it. Okay, well, Highlander is in the, <clears throat> I believe is in the category of not caring for it. I've only played half an hour of it. And I, you know, the graphics are great. I give the solid B to the, to the uh, voice acting. I know you are the old school going all the way back. But yeah, and, but that's kind of my point when it comes to StarCraft, is that I don't think a lot of these people are going to make that connection going back to the original game. And that's why I think you have to kind of uh, again, it's that revolutionized thing. Not to mention, PC gaming is under siege. As much as I like to defend oh. it, as oh, much yes, yes. Oh, yes, it is. As Absolutely. much as I like to get on this microphone and defend it, and as much as I have in recent shows and said, PC gaming is still the superior gaming, and I truly believe that. The bottom line is, it is under siege because it is much easier to simply go to a store, buy a copy of the game for your console, chuck it in there, play it, and then trade it back in three weeks from now to get a different game. Yep. Even if you look, if you go into any of the stores, Best Buy, Walmart. GameStop, whatever ones you go into, you'll notice all their computer selection is down to maybe a shelf. Or yes. Not, or maybe yeah. like one small section where it used to be an entire section by itself. Right. I so mean, Best Buy's got I a completely huge section. You. Actually, they've, they've slimmed it down. They took away, like, uh, they used to have like four or five shelves of it. They took away three of those shelves, and now they carry on like the little kids' type games. At least the they say if you here. want, if you want anything, well, that or like Call of Duty, something, something right. that's big. If you want anything else out there, like the Donald War games or whatever the case may be, you have to go online and order them because they don't carry them in stores anymore. Talk into the mic. I just am kind of glance. at me. you can just talk. I, I can hear you. Just find out to look at me when you're talking. This is radio. You son of a bitch, learn. Well, I hope you used to do this all the time. Ugly sucker. Okay, the problem is you're used to having the microphone in front of you because it's part of a headset. But now we use professional-grade equipment, thanks to our listeners. I mean, if you go over here to the PlayStation 3, right below my giant screen TV here, lots of dust on it. I haven't touched it. I've been playing huh? mainly PC titles. That's just because you're lazy. It's not because you haven't played it. No, because PC titles give me the competition I crave that these Mr. games don't. I don't feel like moving dust things for me. She doesn't dust. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we have an, We have an agreement. She cooks, I clean. It works. Our house, our newest house hunt continues with no success thus far. I'm trying, we've gone to a couple of houses that just, they have potential, then you get inside. The last we went to, and this was on Monday, and oh, I was I pissed. I left work early. We went to this place at 5.30 to, to look it over. And on the outside, eh, it looks kind of rough, but you can see the possibility. You get inside the house, and the drywall's kicked in in the living room in three of the four bedrooms. The carpeting's been ripped up. It says it's a two-bathroom house. There's no bathroom on the bottom floor, on the first floor. Brand new kitchen. Well, maybe they meant like that corner of the room. <laughs> well, there's a hole in the ground, literally a hole in the floor, and that's it. Uh, where a toilet, I'm sure, went. But that was very disappointing because I really, really liked that house. And I'm looking, at like, you know what? It would take way too much money. There's great gravel in the backyard everywhere. I mean, you can tell whoever the lost moment. this house really you know, got pissed and wanted to take it out on it. Let's stretch my back. Eldrum says, the sad thing is the PC will most likely continue to be sold by companies but only as a bad port to get a little extra money for a little work if things go as they are going. Okay. I think what you're going to start to see is and, – and this is something that we, we discussed probably about a year ago. Fred says, you need to up your standards for houses, Emp. That's why I didn't buy it, you dork. <laughs> no, I went in looking like, oh, the walls are kicked in. The carpeting's ripped up, There's no bathroom. This place is oh, – I'll take it. I don't care what the price is. Give me. No, I, that's why we, we pass on the gravel in the backyard, which I didn't get. Because uh, he probably didn't want to mow. I, I mean, it's just kind of like thrown around randomly. It wasn't, you know, in a pile or anything. It was just. All right. Mosky Bear has just admitted to being a felon. I confess I've hired a PC game sometimes myself, mainly to see if it runs, and I like it. The lack of demos a lot of games is frustrating lately. You know, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I actually brought that up to uh, my boss and, and his boss's boss and actually said, you know what? Why don't we do more demos and more betas to try to drum up business for upcoming games? And they looked at me as if I was crazy. Because it's not up mm. to the retailer to do that. It's up to the... I, I understand it's not up to the retailer, but they can still... People, okay, they the, can still they could still come up with the idea to at least mention that because they've done Halo Reach demos. Companies don't do know that. Okay, no, you're talking about demonstrations in the store itself. No, 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 no. I'm talking about actually giving out demos. Like, you know, remember how they used to give out the demo yeah, discs? Yeah, the old demo discs, right, yeah. Those things were they huge. used to sell them. They used to sell them. When I, I, you, I the one, back then the latest days. game that did that was Monster Hunter 3 for the Wii. Try, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, jizzing all over about that one. Well, they gave out a demo disc for that for anybody who reserved it. And just because they got that one demo disc so they could try it, people started buying the damn thing. and we sold. I think we sold more copies of that than we did god of war 3 okay but that behooves the real the developer to actually make a demo of that and put it out there not but at the same retailer. time but at the same time if you have the retailer saying there's a demand for this and we think it's going to draw up business because they're the ones that usually give out the free incentives for to get people to reserve things because they want to sell more titles if you get the company going and saying hey this is a great idea people like it we need to do it more well eventually if you become that nagging voice in their ear eventually you're going to see more of that not that I disagree. I mean, like I said, you know, Larry, like you just said, we used to sell those back when I worked there years and years and years and years ago. Um, having said that, an interesting story came to my attention today. Highlander actually sent this along. Uh, and for He apparently saw this on TV. Maybe none of can try and search the interwebs for the uh, article. But apparently Best Buy is making a play to purchase GameStop with the thought in mind of putting, of, you know, erasing all of the GameStop stores and then putting them into the Best Buys in order to increase their, you know, game coverage. What do you think of that, Baron? I think if they did that, that would completely bomb. I think it would suck for you especially because you have not done well when it comes to companies that are owned by Best Buy. No, I've worked for them and... Well, the... It, they're buying stores that suck. <laughs> they're buying stores that aren't turning profit. That are that are sinking down. They don't even have their own warehouses to, d- to dispense anything. They're, they're sinking ships, and Best Buy buys them, thinking, "Oh, we can turn around and save it." And then they don't realize how much debt they're taking on from these terrible companies to begin with. Here it is. Best this is on BloggingStocks.com. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, now left. Uh, <clears throat> Best Buy looking to purchase GameStop. Why did my? Okay, there we go. My microphone just dropped down. That's why. All right. Best Buy Incorporated is looking to make video games the centerpiece of its product offerings. I thought it. Personally, they always, always had, but apparently not. A video game rival GameStop Corporation, which I believe is owned by Barnes and Noble. Yep. At least it did when I worked there. Yep, they do. Uh, right. uh, could be a potential takeover target for the largest consumer electronics retailer in the U.S. The only electronics consumer in the U.S. If you think about it, after all, retailers we use every trick in the book to I really can't compare the two because H. Craig doesn't sell, you know, DVDs doesn't sell CDs. I mean, their selection of you know some stuff is crap. Yeah, but they'll, they'll wheel and deal with you so you can get them down a little bit on prices. Apparently, uh, Best Buy is looking to purchase GameStop for the price of $4.2 billion. Oh, I figured it'd be higher. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, uh, this, this stock blog goes on to say that Best Buy doesn't have that much cash. Oh, no, I they, find that... They've been doing, they've been doing poor. Uh, they're the, the old, I mean, they're really the only game in town. When it comes to a lot of stuff, I'm surprised. But you have to understand, again, they bought up a lot of companies and took on a lot of debt. That eats out at however much money you're making. Right. Plus, if you look at it, they've been slowly raising the prices on things like DVDs and CDs for a long time. You can't get the best deal from them anymore unless you go and like the first 48 hours they release like a DVD. You can usually get it for like 15 bucks if it's not a Blu-ray. Okay. After that, it goes up to like $24, $29, just like the mall stores used to did. After they killed off the mall stores, they jacked up the prices. So Best Buy isn't the best deal you can get anymore, but because they're losing so much money, they have to jack it up because they're not selling as much product. I buy most of my stuff off of eBay, actually. Well, there you go. Best Buy used to be you could walk in and buy a CD for 10 bucks versus 18 or $15 for and anywhere like year. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they would take the hit. They would lose a couple bucks on that, but they would get you buying any, any any accessories. That's where they kick up all the money. That's why with my discount back when I did work there, we'd get everything at, at cost. So I could buy a printer cartridge that would cost the average consumer 50 bucks and pay 15 for it. That's how much of a markup is in that printer, on that printer cartridge, but the printers won't have any markup at all. You'll pay pretty much what they paid for it because they want to get you on the accessories. Now they realize their business can't do that, so that's why they're jacking the prices up on everything else. Now, looking at the clock here, we've actually uh, gone a little past where we were supposed to go. Later, we're going to take a quick commercial break with no commercials. We're just going to take a quick music break. We'll be back here in about uh, 10 minutes. We'll continue on. We're going to go till about 7.30-ish. Well, maybe perhaps a little longer we still have to do the mailbag but uh, I don't think we're going to go until 9 o'clock again you know, with Highlander not here Kind of, and you know, I can't and you can't because you've got other things going on this evening so ladies and gentlemen we'll be back in about uh, 10 minutes this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language trans fats live nudes and derogatory comments about your mother those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now parental discretion is advised Listening to the Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're back here at the Emperor's Court here on the Versal World Productions, VTW Productions.com. I'm the Emperor, your host. Join us to by I guest through this evening, Baron Von Gosu. Howdy was spending most of the time in the uh, break there on the phone to his woman. So we're going to have to make sure we wrap this up here at 7.30. <laughs> she's going to cut your balls off. Anyways. You're getting married. You have yes, no Yes, that's right. I've got three cutting. weeks yet, <laughs> and they're still mine. So now, luckily for me, though, uh, Mystic Moon is a fan of the whole radio thing, as long as I don't make her do it live. She'll record anything. She'll come up with a lot of the ideas for some of the commercials we used to do. You haven't heard some of the skits that Helen uh, and I have done. Well. We, he and I have done well, one. I've done a couple of them myself. But. Yeah, graduate school takes up a lot of time. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it <laughs> you're, you're barely it in school. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be about another half hour. Hi, Pink. <laughs> Bye, Pink. Pink really <laughs> wants to play. Yes, she does. And Bay's like, just remember, happy wife, happy life. Yes, I've been told that. I've get no end of ribbing at work. All right, moving on with topics tonight. Uh, we're kind of foregoing a lot of our normal segments this evening because there's really no point in doing them. As I didn't have any of them set up since we don't have our normal yeah thanks set ass. up. Make, what make me feel horrible for filling in? You're doing. We fu- can't do what we normally do because you're here. It was a yeah, last well, minute. Okay, you know what? And when did I find out that you were able available to the show? Ten minutes before we went on the air. Hey, no, not my fault. Go. That's when you called. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. The Apple threat. Well, you know what? I tell you who's <laughs> to blame for all this Highlander <laughs> leaving us all uh, screwed. Yeah, we put to us go. all down the river. How's that electric car working for you? Jackass. <laughs> get a bike. Go moped. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of those scooters. It must be like a European. So bad, get a moped. <laughs> nice. Anyways, uh, this one. Is you just like a uh, segregated half our audience here? I don't care. I get more. You know what? Uh, what is it? Like 45% of my audience is all from wait, Europe. Wait, segregation, that's an American thing. Yeah. Well, no, it's an old ass so that. <laughs> we just did it better than most forty-five percent of my audience is friggin' Ouch. European. It's like fifty percent is American, and like five percent is Australian, or something like that. So, anyways, this one's from Mashable.com as well. Uh, this is called the Apple Thread. Apparently, Nintendo is looking to get into the phone industry. You know, wow. why not? Everybody else is. Google's in it. They're friggin' Bing. Not, actually, sorry, Bing's not in. It. That's just a, a. They're trying to become search Google. engine. That's Microsoft. But I mean, you friggin'... You know, Google's in it, and the Droid, and Apple. Why not? And friggin' Nintendo, why not? It's kind of cool, and they got a, a picture of this guy holding an old-school, original Nintendo, like an NES controller to his uh, head there, talking to it like it's a phone. Anyways, it goes on to say that Nintendo's looking to get into it, and that if Nintendo was to get into this market against the iPhone, and, and to a lesser extent, the iPad, that they could take on Apple, and might actually be an Apple killer, at least in this genre. I am a little surprised by this. I, does anybody really... I mean, here it goes. And it goes on to say that uh, the Nintendo should learn from the N-Gage. How many people <laughs> yes, out there actually should. remember the N-Gage? I remember it being a big waste of time. Yes. Uh, okay. I got that, Highlander. Yeah, I, I do need to talk to you about that, Highlander. Do I actually get hate mail? Yes, I get hate mail all the time. I get more love mail than hate mail, but yeah. But I, I'm uh, usually the one that takes the hate mail. Yes. But what? Yeah. Anyways. Yes, yeah, so the, the Nintendo fee. Very good, yes. But, <laughs> God, I, I a Nintendo <laughs> the Nintendo... The N-Gage, for those who don't remember, either because they didn't have it in their area or are too young to remember, in 2003, Nokia came out with what was supposed to be a hybrid. Basically, it was a game, kind of like a console game, mixed with a telephone, mixed with an MP3 player. All this cool stuff on something that weighed about five pounds. It was about the size of a brick. It was about as useful. It was called the taco phone. I remember hearing my buddy call it that. It really was stupid. It was like trying to make a phone call on your, you know, your old brick friggin' Game Boy. Yeah. Remember those old like tiger handheld games, those cheaper ones you could buy at the supermarket? Yes. It was like, those were the type of games where it's like, you're literally a couple dots. It's like, you're not, you're not even like a Pac-Man dot. You're just, you're, you're smaller than that. You're like a period on a page. And that's pretty much what this was. And then it gave you all this kind of... And, if, and it was supposed to have, like, uh, what was virtual... I mean, what was Wi-Fi at the time? It never worked very well. It was extremely expensive. It was, it was very difficult to use. It was not user-friendly. It was a pain in the ass what it was. It was ugly as sin. Anyways, this blog was on to tell Nintendo, basically giving them advice to how to take on Apple and learn from the mistakes of the N-Gage. My question is, why does Nintendo even want to get in this market? It's such a saturated market with all these different phone designers and phone companies. Do you really want to get into it? I, you know, and Highlander says, I can't see this man taking a call on his Nintendo phone. Yeah, they'd probably have to open up a, up a subsidiary company under a new name simply for that. Speaking of phones, Miriam or, or Mystic Mim and I were out yesterday trying to get uh, I get a nice discount on phones. All right, wait, wait, wait. He said, no. uh, what is this, Bazil or whatever the hell his name is? Yeah. It says that Nintendo fails in handhelds. I will tell you right what? now, the DS is one of the most popular systems that's out there right now. Nintendo it is huge. has owned the handheld market since it became yep. a market. I'll tell you, the Sony PSP is probably the worst selling system out there right now as far as is everything I've seen numbers-wise. I've got one. I love the PSP. DS is I think huge. It's, I think the PSP is more, much more versatile, much better than the, the DS. Pro- the problem with the PSP is a lot of the games that come out with it are just ripped from older consoles. They're not a lot of the newer stuff. The nice thing about the DS, at least if you get the DS Lite, is you can play all the old Game Boy games. So you can still get the original stuff, but they also come out with just a plethora of new stuff for Scribblenauts. it. Scribblenauts, Scribblenauts is huge. It's an awesome game. Love that game. Yeah, DS DS is it's extremely like big seller. It does very well. Yeah, and Nintendo is is has that kind of market. Um, I just I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with it, and highlight really strikes it is because one. You have the moniker of being a kid's video game system and it's a mm-hmm. moniker that you've built, that's your business for the last twenty five years. Do you really want to try and change that and get dive into a market that's one saturated and two in an economy that really can't support that kind of stuff? Look, people are scaling back. We all know that. The video game industry alone has been, you know, just bitch slapped over the last two years. That's not I mean, so is the phone industry when you think about it. Mr. Mim and I went to buy phones yesterday or re up our contract because I get a discount because of, you know, where I work. A nice discount, I might add. But the, even they were, you know, the phones that they had there that she wanted, they're still asking a lot more money than we were willing to pay for. We're like, you know what? We don't need to drop 150 bucks on a phone. Yep. The $30 phone, the crappy one we get, is just fine for what we need it for. Well, I went to get a new one, and they was looking at one of those. I think it was the, the N-Gage or something like that, the one you need one of those media packages for in order yes. to use. Yes. Well, you can use the phone without it, but they won't sell it to you without it. Right. And I actually asked them, like, okay, if I throw down, I think it was an extra 10 bucks a month. If I throw it down, what all can I do on the Internet with my phone? Well, you can't really do much because, you know, then they would charge you more money. You can pretty much check the weather. Oh, yeah. well, that's great. I can just look out the goddamn window and see what the weather is. Right. I, I, I couldn't justify spending that kind of money. And, and that's my point. And so the only thing that Nintendo has over everybody else is they have the reputation for games. If you're looking to make a phone, that sole example is to have games on it, kind of like the iPhone does, with the amount of applications the game it has. You already do that. It's called a Nintendo DS. That's essentially what you're making is a DS that can make a phone call. So why bother? just keep doing what you're doing and making games here's an idea Nintendo rather than sticking money into baking something that's a saturated market why don't you get off your ass and make a console that doesn't suck Well, see that's where they are getting killed as the consoles because you have all no the kidding big, you have all the big companies saying we're not gonna make it and who for you called guys? that no who fun. called that when the DS, oh, when they when they announced the Wii who called the shot I did and I said, this is going to be cool for about a year until the novelty wears off. And I'll tell you who's going to hate it is the third-party developers. They yep. can make something a like cross-platform Absolutely. between the PSP and the Xbox, or the, uh, the PS3 and the Xbox, without a problem. They're basically the same design. No one wants to have to completely redesign a game with crappier graphics so they can wave a friggin' wand in front of them. Yep, they, it's stupid. Especially when this Christmas uh, PlayStation's coming out with their with their Sony Move. It's their version of the Wiimote. And They're going to have 10 launch titles for it. None of them look all that interesting, but now that novelty is working off. Because yeah. I know Xbox is doing something for that, too. They're releasing something this Christmas, but I can't remember offhand what the hell it is. Project Natal? I think, I think that's what it is. And I'm not, Heiler and I are both in agreement. We're not sold on that one out. But I'll wow, tell you. A little more. Nec- haven't seen her around in forever. But I'll tell you, the next DS that they're going to do is going to be the 3D one, and that's getting a lot of play. People are excited about that one. Uh, you know they, what? They are, <laughs> in fact, uh, Tuesday, I think Xbox and PS3 are having a new Batman Arkham Asylum edition come out. It's yeah. going to be in 3D. And they give you the 3D glasses to go with it. And as long as you have an HD TV, you can play it. You know what? 3D, I've, is, I've, 3D is... They're trying to push... Everything is 3D. 3D. I understand feature. that. But you know what? If, if, if you try doing 3D, and we've tried doing some of the cable... Like the Hannah Montana 3D specials for like the Crown of Princess we've done, they suck. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Hi, Omar. I don't know where you've been for months and months and months, but Omar, a longtime fan of the show, has just shown up. So waves to her and shout out. There you go. There's your 15 seconds of fame um you're sad i'm sad yeah why am i sad oh no reason i've got fans <laughs> that's right <laughs> you laugh all the equipment you see before you was paid for by my fans what right what random people that don't know you over the internet ever gave you any money other than to get away from them hey remember that successful thing that we did for an, for a shoutcast they all what? bought my booze to get drunk on the air that was years ago. They hey years you said, ago. You said, "What did I do on the internet to get money?" That's what I did. They paid for my booze, and I can guarantee you the booze they bought was a lot more expensive than this stuff here. Now, maybe all told, that was, yeah, exactly. Oh, that was years ago. That's what yeah. you're gonna. That's what you're gonna hold on to. Hey, one still, show, that, one time. That one show is still listening? one of the most downloaded episodes okay. that you ever did. Okay, so so I can't at say that say time, it, I yes, can't compared that to, <laughs> to what we do now. Well, that's right. You can't do half the stuff now that we did back then. Well, we had no rules. Here, Octel, you know, Decker. lords it over us. He cracks the whip all the time. Yeah. He's a horrible ta- lord and taskmaster. Yeah, back in the day, that's all I ever did was just impressions and get drunk. Yes, and, and people love him me. for it. You used <laughs> you know, doing, you know, I'm trying to broadcast Warcraft 3 matches, and this one's stumbling over drunk. <sighs> that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Highlander. <laughs> and pours himself out on the internet. Yes, fans. This coming from a person who is... He has to whore himself out on the internet. Have you ever looked at him? He's benefited <laughs> from my benevolence and the generosity of my fans. And he's sitting there in IRC bashing us. We're in IRC, folks. who can join us. It's, it's IRC.quignet.org. And we're on channel VTW if you wish to join us. So having said that... Nintendo should just stick with what they've got. Come out with a much. Maybe they should start working on a 3D console. Screw all this. I'm sure, this, they are. Uh, there you go. But I'm not sold on the 3D part of it working. Maybe it'll work if I mean with a DS. if they got the two different uh, screens not? working. They I, got they got the 3D TVs that are selling. Because now. I keep thinking of Rad Racer and the stupid 3D glass oh, they give for yeah, that. Yeah, and that. And the them and I look at the, the Hannah Montana special they had on Disney. That was an HD. You put your head your the stupid little uh, 3D glass you got. They didn't work. It wasn't 3D. It was just blurry. That's some barely legal ugly chick looking a lot uglier. That's all that we saw. Yeah, I can't imagine this is going to be a whole oh, she lot was, different. What eight bit? Uh, what wasn't that the old Nintendo you're talking about? The old with a Hannah Montana. Oh. oh yeah, the Rad Racer. Yes, yeah, so I'm talking about Hannah Montana though. Oh. On friggin' Disney, they had recently a, a 3D concert, and we all went out and got those stupid glasses so all the kids could watch, and it was terrible. I forgot about the gravy boat. The gravy boat. Yes. <laughs> have not yet forgiven you. I don't oh think God. Mr. Gumin has forgotten and forgiven you for that either. <laughs> that was great. Or when we started going through my CD collection and then making fun of me on it. That was nice. I appreciate that, yeah, too. Yeah, well, I don't remember a whole lot of that night, all right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got the download here somewhere. I just... Wow, okay. None Left already uh, uh, is showing the Empress Court Wikipedia, uh, the wiki file we have actually... It's on Wikipedia? It has the drunk cast, I, I guess. Uh, let couple me take a look minutes. here. couple more minutes, Pinky. Pink has now come in I'm to leaving. join us again. You're leaving? Pink's leaving. <gasps> High fives, Pink. Well, thanks for sticking and staying uh, here the last couple nights, Pink. We appreciate it. It was a lot of fun having you. Thanks for playing. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Pink is the daughter of my cousin who they just had their uh, second child. Congratulations actually. to them. Yes, so Pink was uh, crashing here for the last couple of days. Yeah, apparently, uh, I don't. Okay, I went to the link that he posted there, but I don't see the drunk cast in here. Dun dun By the way, way I, just let you okay, know. Hang on. I just want to let you know, if you want to talk about fans, the assistant manager at the store that I work at, the, the customers actually made him a Facebook page. Within uh-huh. a week of him making a Facebook page for him, he had 600 people, 600 friends on there. Steve? No, it wasn't Steve. It was oh. the assistant. Oh, Steve he runs mention. the store. Right. Little is known about the Drunken Cast Apart, A-P-P-A-R-T, from a drunken Baron Von Gosu. Yeah, all right, so uh, we're gonna uh, actually, uh, I'm going to have to go back here and fill voice. in all the different details about what happened that fateful night. You know what, we've still got that. I've got that in the old 1G archives on our FTP on the uh, clan site, clan1g.net. Maybe I should put it up there sometime for people to download. You should. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. I wonder if we shouldn't do the uh, mailbag first. There's a couple good mails in there I want to get to. Go ahead. We'll save the rest of these for next time Highlander's over. So next Friday mm-hmm. you should join us. Actually, it might be the last show we do on, before the wedding because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on the next two weeks. Kind of running out of time uh let's do the mailbag i guess the post office delivered your hate mail to the house again anything worth looking at no just the usual death threats letter bombs and human feces you always make it sound worse than it is how do you know it's human feces i love that car (laughs) duck (laughs) man is one of the most underrated cartoons of all time i miss that show bottom line all right Uh, Uh, okay this one's from unrelenting sending this one in and, oh crap hang on i gotta log back into my damn email because it's been a while Da-da-da-da. it expires after 30 minutes it resets itself i forgot beta contest game that wow all of you people on facebook just slam me on facebook Jeez, i didn't even give that stuff out did i oh i did on the uh the info of the first of it yeah facebook is uh in trouble again for their privacy settings yeah i love that i gotta be the only one in the world that doesn't have one other than the five pissed-off ones that deleted theirs. I've got one I never check. I mean, I check the one for the show all the time. It's Emperor's Court on Facebook. Or join us on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com backslash Emperor's Court. Mm. This one's from Patrick Cannon. Hail! Great show tonight so far. If you could please plug these, that would be awesome. Game night for VTW's Game Night is tomorrow starting at 4 p.m. Eastern in VTW's Ventrilo. For the S2 Beta Key Contest, here's what you need to know. Rules. You must have a form account on vtwproductions.com. One entry per person, not per account. We'll try our best to try and weed through people who try to uh, circumvent that. How to enter, there's two ways. Option A, if you have Photoshop skills, I want you to make a really neat VTW background that the community can use as a desktop image. Or, option B, if you are good with words, come up with a short story about this community, the show host, or community manager. I can, ima- <laughs> I can imagine fan fiction uh, about you. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know that I want to encourage that kind of creativity amongst my fans. I encourage it. Fan fiction about Emperor. Do it. Wow. You know you want Oh, to. how about a fan fiction of a, a drunken baron being arrested and thrown in jail Please, again? Please, that story tells itself. <laughs> Several times over. You may either right. post your submissions on the form or email them to me. And this is from our friendly uh, uh, stalker. That's Baze. Bays Leal. But essentially, uh, tomorrow is the uh, second VTW gaming night. Starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you're in the VTW event. they got a whole bunch of games we're playing. Team Fortress 2, StarCraft 2 Beta, Plane of Sight, etc., etc., etc. Okay, moving on now. I see that, uh, okay, we're not going to use that one until next week. This one is from Unrelenting. And he's got a problem with the focus on professional gaming. And it's something interesting, and I actually kind of agree with it. And I'll, I'll paraphrase because it's a giant wall of text. Hey, Amp, I was recently watching Shoutcraft. That's the show that I and TotalBiscuit do, but he does now solo, which airs here on VTWProductions.com. Tomorrow at noon Eastern, that's TotalBiscuit doing Shoutcraft. Essentially what it is, it's video streaming of StarCraft 2 games with commentary. It's actually very, very cool. He does it Wednesday and Saturday nights. I already know the answer to his question, though. I was recently watching Shoutcraft, and some guy in the chat made an argument that really pissed me off. The gist of it was that PC gaming is all about professional play and the games, for fun, being on consoles which I would agree with, as if somehow gaming has to be serious. Well, yes and no, I will tackle that here in a minute. I think I know where you're going too, Baron. By that logic, of course, 95% of games are dead out of the gate, including every single player, on, uh, every single player one ever. 4% of the remaining die not long after. Have we really fallen so far that competitive eSport multiplayer has become the end-all and be-all about everything else? Well, I don't know unrelenting. Is StarCraft 2 not being uh, balanced right now based on the professional play of the pro gamers? Is the game itself not designed for the professional gamer? Wasn't Command & Conquer 4 much the same reason? I mean, Warcraft 3, wasn't that balanced for, by the professional gamer for the professional gamer? Moving on. Relatively few games these days offer good single player. Most just lean on multiplayer to uh, to excuse it, even when the multiplayer isn't great either. <coughs> Total War Series? <laughs> That's my uh, italics. So we've wound up with a whole slew of 6-8 hour single player games that aren't any good and a whole bunch of samey multiplayer experiences where only a couple games can rise above the mold. I can agree with that one. I can agree <laughs> as well, to a point. I just fear the way gaming is going we will see even less of the games that focus on single player experience with even less new and creative mechanics in favor of going with games built as an eSport. I'm curious. How did Clan Imperial Guard get started? What was the motivation to start up the clan? The motivation was one to push people around and make ourselves feel big. And by God, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and by God, were we good at it? <laughs> um, I, you know, that might be a bit of story time with Emp. We might have to, we might do that to close out the show. So you want to know how she uh, was made, huh? Okay, God, that's going back. All right. Well, yeah. Well, we're still around all these years later. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, there's a couple points here that he brings up that are interesting. Uh, Yes, I think that PC gaming is more for the competitive player because I think PC gaming, uh, the PC allows people to play at a higher level. Um, And I've I've made this argument to legal tender and he always argues with me. And my point is this. If we were to play a game of of equal footing, basically, if I used a mouse and keyboard playing Halo and he used that stupid-ass controller of his, I would kick his ass 10 out of 10 times in a game. Because my control, my micro, and my precision is much better than what he can do on a remote. Okay? The other thing is in PC gaming, there are much more versatility you can have. There's much more options because you have a keyboard and a mouse. So you have much more things to click and select through, more options, more menus, etc. You don't have that in in console gaming. Yeah, you don't have to press the same button to scroll 7 million times to get to the one object you want. Right. So I I guess there's a definition of fun. And this is the other part of it, too, on relenting. And that's this, is that, what's that? Oh, they brought the baby with them. Oh, I didn't know the baby was here. You want to go down and see the baby? Go ahead. (laughs) I might. Uh, We only got a few minutes. Well, they're probably going to be leaving. All right, anyways. Yeah, I got to go in a little bit anyway. Well, we got, we'll go in 10 minutes. How about that? Okay, moving on. Um, It's a definition of fun. My definition of fun is playing at a competitive level, pitting my skills against those of somebody else. To me, beating on a computer that just kind of moves back and forth on the screen, waiting all day for me to go and kill it, isn't any fun. That was my problem with World of Warcraft, to a degree. It's a problem with most single-player games, too. The AI is not challenging enough to push me to my limits. I have more fun, me personally, when I'm competing against somebody of an equal skill level. I don't know about you, Baron. Oh, I much rather enjoy the single-player games. Of which I think they are starting to make a comeback. I mean, look at Dragon Age Origins. But at the same time, I am very picky about the games I play in the first place. It's like, even though I'm I'm very much into gaming and I do work for gaming, I don't get an opportunity to play very often. But I'll get games that maybe I only have a chance to sit down once a week to play. That's a big reason why I don't play the online games that you have to pay for. Like World of Warcraft, what is it, like 15 bucks a month now? Yes. I don't play that game, wouldn't have a chance to play that game enough to justify spending that extra 15 in addition to what I spend for to get the damn game in the first place. So I'll get a game like Ghostbusters, because I'm a huge fan of that, just because I love Ghostbusters to begin with. Right. And even though it is pretty much a basic six to eight hour game, it's pretty easy to beat. For me, it's it's fun at last. It is challenging because you have the different skill modes, and you can also unlock different things you can do in the game. So for me, the casual gamer, single player is a lot more fun. Haiku is sent in by Angry Badger because he sends in a haiku every week as we do the 1G haiku. By the way, my apologies for everybody playing the 1G drinking game tonight, or the Emperor's Court drinking game. Um, you have a drinking game, and I'm not yes. aware of this? Yes, I don't oh. know how you're not. You all. The Emperor's you, Game. You all wouldn't stand a chance. The Emperor's Court drinking <laughs> game. It's Anytime I mention Cleveland, Ohio, anybody related to that, or any of the sports teams related to that, everybody takes a drink. Oh, they're sober right now. That's boring. So well, I can get them drunk in one thing. So let's let's go, Buckeyes, let's, go, let's Winnie's. go, Cavs, go, Browns, go. Yeah, let's pull up a roster of the Cleveland Browns. Just start reading just read them, read off. them off. There's like hundred some on the team. All right, here's the haiku: King Louis song, arg, is stuck in my head, emp. So you must play it. I uh, it's an Ellen Sherman song um, about King Louis the Fourteenth. It's actually very funny, old school. I played it last uh, last show. This one comes in from dear emp. Highlander is the best part of the show. He is so much more talented than you. Can you change the name of the show to The Highlander's Court? And who was this sent by? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, That guy. Wow. Okay, well, you know, we're not going to read off who that was sent by because... He's he's fat, beer-soaked Adam in Cleveland, if he remembers that reference. Adam in Cleveland. I remember Remember that guy. He He got bitch-slapped by Jay Moore. Screaming like down on nationally people. syndicated radio, and the guy has the gall to email my show. Yeah, best that that was awesome. Fat <laughs> beer soaked Adam yeah. in Cleveland. All right, this one uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Xavier Hawk sends in a. Uh, the hell is that? Oh, that's that's politics related. Why well, don't we can really go that here? Um, Xavier Hawk sends in another one about Warhammer Alliance being sued by Games Workshop, and actually, I'm going to get to that next week. I'm going to use that. Um, some of these, I've noticed that a lot of the different stuff in the last week or so people emailing me have all been uh, article ideas, which I like, and we're going to use some of these. Um, but I can't tackle one right now other than to say that Games Workshop, the maker of Warhammer and Mythic Entertainment, uh, Warhammer uh, Age of Reckoning, Warhammer Online, is suing one of their biggest fan communities. After years and years and years and years of supporting the game, they're actually suing them now, saying they've only recently become aware of the site, and there's money and everything else involved. So we'll actually get to that. I know you want a response. We're going to wait till that for next week when we actually tackle that uh, subject. Um, finally, story time with that. They want to know how the clan started. I thought I had told right. the story. but I If you're going to do that, then I've got to get going. All right. So I guess you've got a, a show you have to uh, make it. So I think you're to see yep. Iron Man 2 tonight, right? Yes, we are. Hopefully uh, it won't suck. Yeah, rub it in. I've heard it's actually pretty decent. I don't know if it's as good as the first one. i heard it's pretty good. Well... I'm heading out like a fetus. See you all later. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for everybody. Download Gospers the st- drunk one. Uh, get it for him. If I can somehow put the 1G shows on the VTW. Well, you know what? I don't know if it'll actually work because VTW plays under different rules than we do. So I don't know if that's oh, even possible. We'll have, yeah. So I may have, to get, I some, I may some have to get permission yeah, to do that. All right, folks. We're going to wrap this thing up here. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and do story time with them. Have a beer, sit back, and relax, and he'll spin you a tale. It's story time with Emperor. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The question posed to me by unrelenting is this. How did Clan Imperial Guard get its start? All right, for those who are not familiar, who are new to the show... Um, yes, I know there's a lot of topics we need to get to tonight. We are doing an abbreviated show because Bear goes who so he just mentioned, has to make it to Iron Man 2 with his woman, and I have to go tend to mine because we're celebrating she got a job today, a new one. It's better than what she's got now. It's a lot less stress and a lot more pay. So congratulations Optimistic Mim on that. Okay. <laughs> People are complaining about the puns in uh, VTW. That's... I'm actually going to see Iron Man 2 tonight, seeing as how I'm not there for the show. I I see 2. I think it's supposed to be Iron Man 2. So everybody gets to go see the damn movie but me. Uh, sucks. Okay. Anyways, how, um, thank you, Henry. You just wrapped it all up in one thing. Okay, years ago, back in 1996, there was a hobby shop. Uh, in uh, up here in Northeast Ohio, that I went to along with Highlander and Baron and a couple others, um, called Reality Recess, and they had it was mainly a place for like magic cards, comics, war games, that kind of thing. We went in there and we started playing uh, magic at the time. We were playing the tournaments, and it was very big in college. That's how we kind of got into how all of us got into it. And they had actually decided to start putting in because the internet was just getting big at the time and Quake 1 was out and eventually Ultimate Line would come out and Warcraft 2 was kind of big on the net, you know, playing on Kali. So, okay, uh, Umu so you and I are, were in the same but We haven't gone to see it. You know, Omar, if you were like 18, I'd say, hey, let's go see the movie. I, I actually go see the movie now except that'd be kind of creepy and kind of like a Twilight thing and I don't feel like going to jail. I don't want to see the movie that bad. Having said that, so they put some computers and an internet connection into the store, and they started having After Hours for free for their selected, you know, premier customers, people they actually liked, people who didn't suck. So long story short, uh, we start playing, yeah, Highlander says, very nice shop, very clean and brightly lit, unlike most. So we start playing After Hours after the store closed. We play till like, you know, 1, 2 in the morning from like 9 o'clock at night. It was nuts. And we started playing Quake 1. Well, it wasn't long before we started uh, running into what was and was something we did we're not familiar with which was called a clan which was an organized internet team playing Quake 1 now there was a company at the time that was that was giving the computers and the tech service to the store they were splitting the profits they would provide the service and the and the computers and the store would provide the space and the customers and they had their own clan which was mainly all you know operated by the employees and the owners of this company called clandestine incorporated cdi Porta says, you told this story some time back, I think. Yes, I did. And we have lots of new listeners and people have asked, so I'm answering the question. Porta, suck my ass. Anyways, having said that, so moving on. We started, we actually ran up against them one night, and it was some kind of practice they were having for themselves, the actual clan, and they were looking for a pickup group to play against. So two of the employees, I'm sorry, one of the employees that worked there, myself, Highlander, um, Incarnadine, uh, Imperial 1G, we'll call him Valshir as well, uh, Pimp Daddy and a couple of the others decided to play them. So we had like a six-on-six match and we beat their ass like a drum. So we got a phone call. They were playing, uh, they actually had a land at, at uh, Sure Shot was the name, uh, Evan was the guy's uh, name. And he they were playing at a land at his house. So we actually called the store wanted to know who it was that they were playing against who so just kicked their ass. So we gave them the names and long story short, we got together and we decided we were going to form this clan. So we played under the CDI tag for about you know, five or six months. Played in a bunch of tournaments, did fairly well. At this time, something happened between the hobby store, the comics shop, and the owners of the computers. There was a falling out. I don't know the details of it because I never actually asked. It had nothing to do with me. But because of the professional falling out, the actual business part of it, the clan collapsed because half the players were customers or employees of the store, and the other half were actually employers or owners of the, the computer company. So to fill the void... Um, I stepped in and said, all right, why don't we just keep the majority of the good players, we'll weed out the crappy ones, we'll change the name, and go from that. So we did, and the original, uh, well, what we did is we had formed it while CDI was going as kind of like a minor leagues, and we'd kind of promote people as we went on. But the original founding members were myself, Highlander, Mung, the Pumpkin King, the Pumpkin King, I should say, um, and Carnadine, Butcher, playing under the name Ginger Spice, um, Jihad, and Baron Von Gosu. So those were the founders. And we entered the, the Capture the Flag League. We entered the, uh, the Quake World Cup. Um, we entered the Quake World Invitationals. And we won a lot of tournaments. We made a, a name for ourselves. And the uh, comic shop, in a way, decided to kind of sponsor us. They gave us basically that we didn't have to pay. Like most people, they started charging for. you had to pay like 10 bucks to play for an hour. Well, we didn't have to pay. And they had a very nice T1 connection, which at the time was a godlike connection because no one had that. I and mean, this is back in 96, 97, 98. You just didn't have things like that. So we actually, we where well, we didn't actually get paid to play, we won a lot of prize money. We won a lot of computer parts. We, we participated in a lot of tournaments. We made our money that way. And Clan Imperial Guard just kind of snowballed from there. Eventually, we got into Warcraft 2. We got into Ultima Online. You know, StarCraft, WarCraft 3, uh, you know, Unreal Tournament 2004. We played Team Fortress, the original Team Fortress. We had a TF division, which was unfortunately very subpar. We had a very, very good Counter-Strike division that was Cal-qualified. Uh, we had eight guys that played. That was probably going last about a year, but those guys were awesome. We've probably participated in... You're thinking of Ampu's Elderly... We've probably, probably, probably participated in... Oh probably about two dozen games to one degree or another, having divisions of players, and and it's still active to this day, clan1g.net. Uh, a lot of the founding members, a lot of the old-time members, I think right now, quote-unquote, the youngest member that's been with us has been with us for about four years, to give you an idea. Most people that join the clan stick around. Basically, we have several, we have different levels of how this works. And it's worked out pretty well for us so far. Uh, we do have, we're not, we don't have a great many roles, we do have some. But essentially, it's a tier system. When you're invited in, you're called an auxiliary, meaning you're allowed to play with us in whatever game you've applied for. If after many months or years go by that we actually like you and you're not some dick and we actually you know, give you an invitation to join the clan, you get, this, you get to wear the tag and you get to play in any game we decide to play from here on out. And you have that tag as long as you like, uh, unless you either A, you know resign your commission as it is, or we kick you out. And people have come and gone. I think Carnadine has you know, come and gone over the years. And that's going on, what, since 1996? That's, what, like 14 years now? 13, 14 years? Speaking of which, here comes Divine Justice, our resident Korean. He's always late because he's arriving just as the show's going off the air. Um, but people come and go as, as, you know, their schedules permit and things like that. So it, we've been around for a long time. But that's, in a nutshell, a very, you know, short and small version of how one g got us going and now i'm not going to go into all the different tournaments and some of the cool stuff you can download some of the old shows if you really want to get into the different story times and different you know crap we get ourselves into it's been a lot of fun over the years in fact um we were founded on august 16th 1996 so our i don't know if it's our 14th or 15th anniversary however you want to count it it's coming up this august so all right, folks, that comes to the end of The Emperor's Court. I know we're doing a very abbreviated show because Highlander is not here. Baron Bonagosso, we had to duck out early, and I've got some wedding stuff I'm going to go do before it's too late tonight. Tomorrow i got to... I actually have to work tomorrow. I have an eight-hour day tomorrow I'm not looking forward to. But it's necessary. I need to to put the vacation time in because the honeymoon's coming up. In three weeks' time, uh, Mystic Mim and I are tying the nuts. That's on June 5th, so... I'm not really sure what we're going to do with the show. Uh, Highlander made this fly solo. He may have uh, Baron von sitting in with him, and they may do the show while I am gone. We may put the show on hiatus for a couple weeks. I don't know. We're still debating uh, behind the scenes to how we're going to do that. So as soon as we know, we'll let you guys know. I want to thank our sponsors, UGT Servers, for uh, sponsoring BTW. Uh, go to UGT ventriloverservice.com. Go there. Patronize them. They make great Ventura servers. I highly encourage it. Gaming Nights is coming up later this evening, about 10 o'clock Eastern. So keep it right here at btwproductions.com. Tomorrow we have Shadowcraft in the afternoon at noon for all your video streaming StarCraft 2 needs. Uh, Sunday afternoon we have Octail and Hordak vs. the World. Where the hell did it go? Let's try to get it. Octail and Hordak vs. the World. <laughs> And then in the evening, Casually Hardcore is back, as no wise and crew, take back to the airwaves, uh, Sunday evening. On Tuesday, I believe it's Tuesday, we have T for 2, or T for 20, or where the hell that stupid show is that Natural 20 does. He's stupid because he's British. This show is on Tuesday, I believe. On Wednesday, we have another Shotcraft, Shotcraft European Union version. We have two versions of Shoutcraft. One in the U.S. who plays on Saturday, one in the EU who plays on Wednesday with Total Biscuits. And we have Sue Gaming Wednesday evening. So that's pretty much everybody in a nutshell. So uh, there we go. I want to thank Baron Bonikosu for stepping in here and doing the show with me for most of it until he had to duck out. I want to thank our Australian IRC rep who showed up much late, but I'm glad he showed up. And of course, Mick Hawk, our show contributor, who contributes much to the music and the articles you hear this evening. And of course, I want to thank you to Lister for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, ladies and gentlemen, we wouldn't be doing this. I hope you've enjoyed this very abbreviated and very cool version of the Emperor's Court here on First of the World Productions, btwproductions.com. I will see you next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Sharp. Ish. Make sure you have it right there, right here. Join us on Facebook. It's Emperor's Court on Facebook. Or you can hit us up on to actually and not or hit us up on Twitter. Twitter.com backslash Emperor's Court. Add us. Be our friends. Well, that is how we were able to justify our very existence, is to find out how many fake internet friends we have. I think that's pretty much everybody we've had to thank. Wrap it all up. And okay. Is there anything else I'm missing? Highlander, who is in IRC. Is there anything I'm missing? As yes, he thanked Baron on left. Uh, he's here. We thanked done on left. Don't forget, tomorrow is the next VTW game night. May 15th, that's Tomorrow. Games to be played are plain sight. The StarCraft 2 beta and Counter-Strike starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can email bazeleel at yahoo.com for more info. B-A-Z-E-L-E-E-L at yahoo.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Join us also on clan1g.net. So long, everybody.